Hello, and welcome to our discussion, Transgender Employees, Bathrooms, Rights, and Policies. I'm Lisa Dishman, and today we are going to take a close look at the evolving area of legal issues that are related to transgender employees. Bathroom bills made numerous headlines in the first half of 2016. These bills aimed to regulate where transgender individuals should go to the bathroom, but the debate about bathrooms seemed really to be a national battle over how we view and treat transgender people. For employers, these issues are particularly important and legally uncertain. Are transgender employees legally protected? How should an employer respond to transitioning employees? We're going to dig into those questions. But before that, I want to introduce my colleague, Jody Stein, who just wrote an article on this subject. We are going to link to both Jody's article and this podcast on our website. Jody came to EPS with extensive experience as an employment law litigator. While working for a Los Angeles firm, Jody represented employees in all areas of employment law, including sex, race, disability and age discrimination, wrongful termination and violation of public policy, breach of contract, and sexual harassment. Jody was particularly adept in the legal research and writing that is essential to litigation, and she litigated cases throughout their conclusion, including settlement negotiation and trial. Jody attended the University of California at Santa Barbara, and there she received her BA in political science. She then moved to New York to attend Benjamin N. Cardoza School of Law, where she graduated cum laude. She is admitted to practice law in California. Let's start with the recent proliferation of guidance for employers on which restrooms transgender employees should select when restrooms are divided by gender. Specifically, I'd like for you to address the words from OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, the guidance they've recently given. Can you give us some background on the specifics? Sure. Generally speaking, OSHA requires all employers to to provide clean and available restrooms for employees because they are concerned that if employees are not permitted to use the bathrooms when necessary, that certain health issues may arise. So OSHA researched and spoke with experts on transsexuality, and they concluded that transsexual employees should be able to use the bathroom that corresponds to their gender identity. It's important to understand what the term gender identity means. Gender identity refers to an individual's own perception of themselves as either male or female, or in some cases, neither and that gender identity may be different than the gender that they were born with. That's a helpful uh, way to think about it, Jody. So what does that mean specifically for a transgender employee in terms of the restroom that they are allowed to use? A transsexual employee should be allowed to pick the bathroom that corresponds with their own internal gender identity, so the gender identity that they see themselves as. If they are forced to use bathrooms that do not align with the gender identity with which they see themselves, or if they're singled out in any way, they may choose to avoid using the bathroom 
and OSHA was concerned that that would then cause them health problems. So we've all heard of North Carolina and their bathroom bill. Why did North Carolina take that particular action, and what exactly did that bill that's gotten so much notoriety contain? Well, the whole thing started when Charlotte, which is a major city in North Carolina, passed a local ordinance that expanded anti-discrimination protection to transsexual individuals and also allowed those individuals to select which bathroom they were comfortable using. The government of North Carolina disagreed with Charlotte's ordinance, and they responded by passing what's called HB2, or a bathroom bill, and that created a statewide ban on allowing anyone to use a bathroom that does not correspond to their biological gender and also forbid any expansion of anti-discrimination laws beyond what the state already allowed. That bill has gotten a lot of notoriety, and I know in terms of the federal government, there have been a number of responses and legal challenges. The EEOC in particular responded really strongly. Can you give us some details about the EEO response to the North Carolina bathroom bill, HB2? Yes. The EEOC, first of all, has taken the position that Title VII already protects transgender individuals from discrimination within its prohibition on sex discrimination. It has also taken the position that federal law trumps any state laws regarding discrimination against transgender individuals. And in support of its position, the EEOC issued a fact sheet that outlines its perspective on protection for transsexual employees. The fact sheet tells employers to allow transsexual employees to self-select their bathrooms based on their own personal gender identity. And the EEOC also tells employers that they may not condition the use of that bathroom on the employee showing some sort of proof of a medical procedure or something else that shows they've made some physical alteration to their gender identity. In relying on, in making this decision, the EEOC highlights a Fourth Circuit case that was made under Title IX, which protects its students from discrimination. And that case allowed students to self-select a bathroom that they used to align with their own gender identity. We are, just as a side note, we are going to link to the EEOC's fact within the article that Jody wrote that will be on our website. So they've taken a Fourth Circuit Title IX case to um, use to weigh in on the EOC's position, but the U.S. Supreme Court, Jody, has not yet ruled whether transgender discrimination is part of Title VII's ban on sex discrimination. In spite of the Supreme Court being silent thus far, some states have already taken action. Is that right? Yes. According to the ACLU, approximately 17 states have passed some regulations that offer protection for transgender individuals, and some five states have governors that have taken executive action to protect transgender individuals. There are also many cities that have their own protections for transgender employees. We're going to detail some of that in your article as well. So for an employer, it can be a very complicated situation to protect the privacy of an employee 
who is transitioning. It's something that could become obvious to the entire workplace. So, Jody, given the legal complexity, what should an employer do as a practical matter when an employee comes to them and confidentially shares their intent to transition? I think one of the most important things that an employer can do is have a plan already in place, a transition plan, so that when this employee comes, they're already prepared. It's important to have anti-harassment policies that make it clear that all harassing conduct is unacceptable. It would be a great idea to include transgender sensitivity training along with any other company training that goes on and to create a culture of acceptance for transgender individuals from the top of the administrative level to all the way down to the bottom. It's also important to respect the privacy of the employee who is sharing with you their desire to transition. Those are terrific tips. More tips are coming from the Human Rights Campaign and the Society for Human Resource Management. They've both offered specific guidelines to help employers be in the best possible position to support employees who are going through a transition. We're going to also link to those. But Jody, for the purposes of our podcast, can you share some of the highlights of both the Human Rights Campaign and SHRM's guidelines? Certainly. One thing is to have someone that is assigned to work with transitioning employees and to let the transitioning employee know what they can expect from the company and what the company expects from them. Treat the transitioning person with respect. Let the individual who's transitioning be the one who decides when coworkers know what's happening. Understand that not everybody is going to be accepting of a transitioning person, and so be vigilant to look out for possibly possible harassing conduct. Do not ask the employee about what medical procedures they may or may not be undergoing. Do not make assumptions about the person's sexual orientation. Be careful to avoid gender stereotypes and be respectful of the person's privacy. And any policies that are in place should be made widely available to all employees. That's great advice. Given that rights for transgender individuals are continuing to evolve at a fairly rapid rate and employers have to stay on top of it, regardless of the state that you're in with rapidly evolving state and federal regulations, Jody, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today to just um, keep in mind as these areas of the law unfold? Since this is an area of the law that is changing very rapidly, it will be extremely important to keep an eye out for new court decisions and new laws that are passed that may impact the area that the employer is located in. It will be a good idea to check with your legal counsel on how other laws may may apply or protect transgender individuals and to make sure that workplace policies are up to date with the changes in the law. And really important will be the employer's attitude in remaining flexible and creating an atmosphere of tolerance and acceptance. We are enormous fans of creating respectful workplaces here at EPS. Thank you, Jody, and thank you to our listeners for joining us today. You can read Jody's article on this subject, learn more about EPS services at our website, epspros.com. That's EPS. 
tros.com, and you can listen to this podcast, subscribe, and share it with others on both SoundCloud and in iTunes. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. We'd love to hear your feedback and better understand the employment practices challenges you face as an HR or employment law professional, and we hope that you'll join us on upcoming podcasts. Thank you again.